0: Ian.
1: Podcast one hundred and fifty-one, uh, and we're talking about the usual mix of stuff happening in the world of
0: broadcast and entertainment technology. Indeed, so we've got a um, bit of business news, technology yep. news, um, bags of content delivery, mm, lots of content delivery today, um, and uh,
1: some s- slim on the mobile side. Yep, a bit of gaming, and, uh, and definitely a couple of other things today. So, hang yes. on to the end
0: there because those interesting things. In the wacky world of... Exactly. he will want oldie. to look at the show notes. Right at the end. <laughs> so do look at the show notes um, available on the website. Um, and do send us feedback. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com.
1: Definitely. Uh, so just kicking off in business news, uh, a couple of mm. things there. So you might have heard that uh, the CEOs from Microsoft and Adobe uh, had a couple of beers at the pub really and uh <laughs> had a bit of chat and actually they had a
0: and it's, it was uh at mr Ballmer, and mr shantanu so
1: they had an hour-long chat which means well it's a few like, beers definitely a couple of beers and uh, mm. talking about how they could work out a strategic alliance or maybe even microsoft would just buy adobe in order to uh present a, a reasonable competitor to apple in a number of fronts that uh, either of them are struggling with at the moment
0: Oh, interesting. Where did you uh, pick
1: up that snippet from? Mm, I'll pop a note in the show notes when I remember where I read it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but it's not conjecture. Um, Something else that I picked up on was uh, over here in the UK. Um, There's been quite a lot of people using a lot of open source code these days. Mm. And part of often the obligations, depending on the specific licensing, Mm -hmm. you have to publish um, those open source elements. Yep. The, and indeed, a bit more of that. So I know British Telecom do it for their uh, modems, their home routers. Uh-huh. There's quite a lot of stuff, and you can. There's normally some obscure area on the website where you can go and download the the source code. Right. Um, and BSkyB you've done that as well for downloading into their uh, set-top boxes. So uh, mm, it's available as well. So which presumably
1: is presumably that's that's kind of the operating system, and
0: you know, I, it's not uh, clearly the whole thing. It's just the open source bits. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure what it would actually do for you. Um I don't know. Or indeed I'm sure you know the the hacker community's dived in it thinking, we you know, that's gonna get a free sky, but I don't think a, it's anything thing, to do with that. Then you said the boxes that actually
1: run Linux, is that right?
0: Yeah, or um, POSIX based stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. So um I mean a lot of a lot of stuff these days has got Linux mm-hmm. underpinnings. So mm-hmm. uh, except for the Windows environment, obviously. Oh,
1: well that's fantastic. Good to see um, them doing the right thing and I understand they some of those set-the-boxes now, once the firmware's been downloaded, the user has to acknowledge the fact that it's got open-source software on it, and there's a whole bunch of uh, licensing terms and conditions and stuff
0: available well, in the EPGs. Obviously, my box hasn't been updated yet, because I haven't seen the EULA that I've got to click yeah. But I guess that's maybe it's hidden in some settings screen or something. Mm, all good stuff. But We shall see. Mm. Um, now, you've got an interesting story here about... Some super fabby new kind of e-paper.
1: Mm. So I, I, uh, I mean, I'm interested to see how this, uh, how this moves along. So we've seen e-ink, which uh, I've got in my mm-hmm. Sony e-reader, and
0: uh, you're so last year on the, the
1: Kindle. <laughs> I know. Mm. Uh, so this is e-paper. Well, I had to think of another name for it, didn't they? <laughs> um, and uh, the the problem with the current e-ink is that the the refresh rate is still pretty slow. Uh, yeah, it's only two colours. Um, Contrast is pretty good. It's about the same as a newspaper, but it's not the same as, not as good as a book. Hmm. Uh, so the contrast could be better. So <clears throat> one of the things that uh, this company called Gamma Dynamics has done... Uh, is publish a paper saying they can do it
0: better. I'm not <laughs> sure if there's anything more than that. James, <laughs> you're so cynical. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm Mr. Cynical, but it does kind of say there's this bigger, better, faster, more hmm. colour. Well, I like, blah, the, blah, blah, blah. I like the, the description of how um, it does it. So under
1: under voltage, the pigment flows up to the top of the surface in a little bubble, mm-hmm. and the oil's below it, so that creates an area that... Uh, a pigment in area that wasn't there before so the the, the light reflects off it
0: and if mm. you give a
1: different voltage then it sends the oil flowing to the top so basically the oil kind of the oil and pigment swap around
0: yeah whereas I think the other one used some kind of little micro nanoparticles in mm. little cells and they le- leap up yeah, and down nan- I mean, so it's less wet it's just uh-uh. more kind of little sort of like almost like toner stuff right. but then you know I'm no e-paper physicist so uh, well
1: I reckon that uh, on this screen it can reflect up to 75% of the ambient light as opposed to 40% so mm. Uh, I mean, it, I, I presume that gives you a better contrast or a brighter display.
0: That's yeah. what it says, it, depending on the ambient light, I suppose. And then mm. the other thing is you can refresh at 50 hertz, which is pretty good. Oh, that's cool. great, isn't it? That means you can yeah. virtually do video. That's great. And it does say, yeah, you can do video, but they've had limited success with color inks using the same setup. So it sounds like well, a bit of hard, a lab job to me. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Well, that's the thing. I mean, getting
1: one little bit of... Kind of slimy stuff combined with oil and making
0: it that's all one
1: that's well and good but getting three colors uh i mean and, and some colors are very difficult to do things with blue obviously for, for leds for a long while was a big stumbling block mm. It's only recently they've been able to solve that really uh so hence the think, delay of the blu-ray of course. well there you go um so interesting mm-hmm. well let's let's see let's see it can yeah. only get better now, the mother load of the podcast, content delivery. Ah, oh, content delivery this week. It's absolutely chock-a-block. Um, yeah. So quickly off the top, we've got uh, the BBC have done done well in a VOD usability study, so they've compared all the uh, all the different types of um, uh, VOD play mechanisms in the UK. They've got BBC, STV, I've never heard of that one, uh, 5 On Demand, 4 On Demand, ITV Player and Sky Player. And BBC Player has come out on top. And was this a study commissioned by the BBC, perhaps?
0: Mm, I don't mean, no, think so. Well, it's a site called Web Credible. Yeah. I don't know how credible the Web Credible people are. <laughs> yes, I um, guess they've done some user engagement. And, and I guess it's true, you know, the BBC iPlayer is it's probably the oldest one there as well, I guess. So yeah, it's it's, to... they, they, and they've obviously worked a lot on...
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a good little site. I listen to um, BBC Radio on... Yeah, it's interesting uh, the, the Link player. is
0: um, is yeah. a beta. The beta link, so mm. I guess that's the uh, on that thing for some bizarre reason, but mm. uh, I guess, yeah, these scores out of scores, it was the one after BBC, the STV, the STV, STV? it must be the Welsh stuff, uh, I guess. right, okay, maybe I don't know, well, they pretty well. Right down the bottom is
1: uh, the Sky Play, which uh, you can get it working, you can get it working, but when it doesn't work, it's it's uh, very painful. So, there was all, all a bunch of problems last night mm. on Sky Play where. When you tried to log in, it said, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's obviously a web page, so you log in and then it goes to another page. And the other mm. page that it goes to is a page saying, your search string of string quote, string quote, mm. is not a valid search. And it's like, so well, I've had no I problems using,
0: in. I guess, dedicated devices for using, um, you know, if you're using catch-up apps on phones or my iPad, mm. they seem to work pretty well. I mean, the only thing obviously you can't account for is the network bandwidth. Fruit, um fruit. Or availability. And I I've I, I a few problems with my um my power over ethernet adapter thingies. uh huh they seem to I think there's definitely something wrong with them they just uh, chew up all the available bandwidth mm. so they, they need retiring they're quite mm. hot as anyway so need, need um, those 300 meg jobbies so the BBC iPlayer gets the crown Hopefully mm-hmm. I'm going to see um streaming media europe next week see uh, um the uh, the guy who runs all that for the BBC, see what he's got to say about it, That'll what's coming good. next. Um, but I guess offering people services outside of the UK is probably going to be the next element to that. Mm. Right. Um, now, we couldn't go through this podcast without talking about Google TV. Mm. And we've got um, a bit more
1: information about it now.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, what's your gut feel? I mean, we won't regurgitate the whole thing, but what's your feeling, Ian?
1: Well, we've seen we've seen a few different remote controls now both of which have full keyboards on them so it is a very different experience to the normal you know the kind of current wisdom about user interfaces mm. and television in that you want a simpler remote control yeah, like you, uh yeah. tv is very simple and and
0: this is this I've is new tv by the way very oh, nice i like the remote actually. it's a bit bizarre it's like a solid milled bit of aluminium i don't mm. know quite how they nice. got the gubbins inside but okay. no, that was pretty clever um yeah, so it does some expensive big keyboard. Mm, don't really see don't it know. How Would you Would you grab that and... Well, one uh, of them looks like a... I think the, the quotes I've heard people saying it looks like something you'd control a UAV with. Probably it's <laughs> simpler to control a UAV than to do yeah, Google TV. It's almost um, like
1: a, the, the other remote control that Sony has looks like... It looks, looks like a kind of BlackBerry keyboard combined with a couple of joysticks and... It just looks mm, incredibly complicated. Yeah. Um, the other surprise for me was the price. I mean... 300 yeah, bucks 300 so pay 300 or 179 if you're on dish already uh and uh, uh, and then you have to pay more if you actually want to um have a particular type of keyboard and
0: yeah it just seems uh, I, i'm no. not convinced it's going to be going to be a goer i mean uh, I is this google's hobby you know um, well
1: that's the thing so the the kind of comparison here is okay you've got google tv 300 dollars mm-hmm. at the box or it's available on the high-end TV sets from Sony,
0: um, yeah, which cost a lot more than the regular ones. <laughs> don't yeah, absolutely, it's a lot more for a lot more. Yeah, uh, and
1: it does your cable. It does away with your cable box, uh, and but it gives you a kind of uh, universal search through TV listings, video websites, and uh, will also currently have an only
0: available for Dish.
1: And true, yeah. uh, whereas Apple is a hundred bucks, uh, which mine is apparently on its way now. So I'm just waiting for yeah. delivery. I mean, of that. That'll
0: be fun. The new Apple TV, basically, as far as I can see, is the same as the old one. Um, yeah, it's just smaller and, and no the hard disk. Very runs very cool. I was surprised. Oh, that's cool. Um, was cool, but I mean, it, it's it's painful on that to search for stuff. Yeah, so you, as well, there, there's where the, the
1: keyboard would be an advantage, yeah. Trying to find. Yeah, letters and s and t and q and it's but this like is where you know
0: oh you are tending i think towards watching a channel you know? ah yes
1: There <laughs> we go
0: <laughs> which is um you know oh isn't that like normal television so yep. that's that's a bit of a weird one no, um it'd be
1: interesting to see how they go so the, the, you know the, the battle lines have been drawn up now
0: between google and apple um but you're not feeling oh no if only i'd held out for google tv <laughs> i'll
1: probably get one as well although like, <laughs> if it's only dish then that doesn't really help me exactly um, but, uh, I mean, at the moment, if I get an Apple TV, then I can pretty much do everything on Google uh, that I could do in my particular location. So I yeah, exactly. I mean, if YouTube, you're outside the okay. US,
0: you're pretty... Yep. Um, you know, it's YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, the, <laughs>
1: I think the the, the the good thing about the Apple TV is if you've got an iPad, then you've basically got an amazing remote control for it. Exactly. Uh, in fact, you can surf for content with your fingers and then send it over to the Apple TV and keep
0: playing. It. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, and fantastic. Uh, you can obviously do the same with a Google TV, but, you know, then your Android phone probably and if, you know, if you by the time you add on oh you've got to yeah. you control with the iPad it's great but your iPad is more than this box as well well so, that's true
1: by the time you spend all your money on that yeah, it's like oh, it's a very expensive
0: yeah. way of watching uh, I think the other interesting thing I picked up was uh, Logitech launched um, and maybe this is the uh, video uh, conferencing podcast I don't know but um, Logitech mm-hmm. introduced a an accessory for the Google TV mm-hmm. box that they had which is a HD video cam which works on their vid service Okay, um, and I was interested to see that that's that camera isn't authorised for Skype, but then I, I guess uh, <laughs> well, I guess it's not okay. yet. But Skype also yeah. released uh, a Linux client this week. Mm, okay, um, which is kind of interesting. I mm-hmm. uh, haven't had one of those before. Um, and Cisco launched their Yumi telepresence for consumers. Yeah,
1: now it's it's a bit of a I don't know what sort of niche this product is in, but, I mean, you, James, you and I have used, you know, high-definition yeah. you know, professional conferencing systems that cost tens of thousands of dollars, uh, which work great, um, mm-hmm. look good. Um, but uh, for uh, for the home user, uh, you don't really want to spend $20,000 just a a C see you Yeah, know. but 599 is a bit of a stretch as well. well, well that's I mean, the thing. Is it? It's kind of in between. Like, so for a, I mean, it's an HD system, does 1080p. So Mm -hmm. if you're using this in the office, 1080p would be fantastic. But you're not going to get 1080p up uh, your most DSL upstreams. That's the thing. So Um, it's kind of in between. So you need 3.5 megabits, but you don't. mm. No one. No one I know has 3.5
0: megabits upstream. Exactly. Exactly. So so, I mean, someone will buy them. I mean, if you're on cable, I guess in the US, you might get it to work. I I don't even know if
1: they have that much bandwidth upstream. But interesting,
0: they're they're teaming up with Google um, Mm -hmm. to provide. I don't know if they're doing a gate, a bridge to G video. Ah, see, that'll be interesting. But th- I guess, because that's the other thing with these home video conferencing. Well, if you don't have a gateway to other services, mm. you've got to buy two of them. Yep, exactly. So I think this is probably kind of some great idea at Cisco, but I don't think that's going to have many legs. Mm. Well, they did buy, they
1: did buy a company that does this stuff and then
0: was what they were going to do with it but. Yeah, but i mean i think the professional telepresence is pretty good but trying to you know maybe turn what was perhaps a desktop station mm-hmm. into a consumer proposition because they'll, they'll sell a thousand of them i'm sure <laughs> I um, guess. You know, not convinced myself yeah um well we'll see indeedy um let's see about that now mobile mm-hmm. um i think i just saw something just as we were coming on air that um no pun intended. An Air app for Android has been released from Adobe.
1: Oh, okay. So this is Air like Silverlight, like Flash, kind of. Yeah, but environment. That's, you know
0: a self-contained app environment. So mm. it's kind of a, like a middleware for Android, I suppose. Uh-huh. So whether that's going to see a slew of um, Air apps for Android remains to be seen. I mean, I don't, I haven't heard of you know Air being a raging success. I'm
1: not really sure what the difference is between Flash and Air, to be honest. But yeah. um, they're different and. But in what way, I'm not really sure.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. I think it's more of the, you know, with Flash, you definitely have to have a plug whereas Air is the kind of standalone runtime environment. It's okay. like a, you can do okay. Air, Air apps, which just run on their own, but right. they're powered by Flash. Right. So it is a kind of middleware or an intermediate layer. Okay. It's a host for a, an app on its own. Nice. Um, so I was playing with, uh, I was uh,
1: complaining to a colleague the other day about the fact that I had all these business cards from a conference, and now, you know, I used to use the service where you could actually physically Send the uh, the cards off, and they would send it to India, and some little dude would sit there and type them in for you. Yeah, because uh, you know it's a it's a big effort trying to get all that done. Just take a photo out. of them, right? That's right. So I downloaded an app. You download this app. I went okay. Download the app, and then you just take a photo with your phone and go recognize, and it goes, and there it is. It's all there. It's
0: fantastic. Really good. So I'm, Did you was that a paid for app? Or would yeah, you like so to it plug it? it? It was like two pounds. Was it called World Card, I think. Okay, and pretty good. Um,
1: yeah, it's pretty good PC, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it obviously does better if you, uh, you know, you're, you focus it and um, you have bright light to, mm-hmm. uh because you can't turn the flash on. Um, but if you have, you know, reasonably well lit room, then it, it does really well. Yeah. There's I mean, minor that's of corrections. The that. I think you
0: need to have kind of a jig almost that you put your phone yeah. on, and, and then you, you know, you just need That'll a bit of. It. It easier bit of bent perspex in the right shape that would work well it still takes a bit of time you have got to go and check
1: it and make sure it's all right and then correct anything but but even that's a lot less time than sitting there and having to type it all in
0: so yeah i've actually had one of these uh you know dymo which used to be called card scan uh desktop sort of scanner but now i've upgraded to windows 7 no more drivers oh no um that's uh i need to look for alternative did that work for you well but to be honest you've got stuff like i mean linkedin it's mm-hmm. pretty good. You can just, you know, if you meet someone, you can just link them in, and you've got their contacts. And you can, within the LinkedIn app on your iPhone, you can actually download into your contact database anyway. Ah, so that's true. Um, but uh, and there's other little apps on the iPhone, like Bump, is one which didn't really catch on. Where you're supposed to just, you know, run the app and then bump the phones together, and they exchange data mm-hmm. via Bluetooth. It's one of those ones that works would work well if everyone did it, but exactly <laughs> <A bit laughs> like video conferencing. If everyone has got it, it's good. If they don't, they don't. That's right. Those, very,
1: um, those telephones will never catch on.
0: Mm. And oh. I, one of the things I've I've started to see a lot of apps mainly on my iPad. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry about the big noise there, folks. Um, Angry Birds has been updated. That's the main news, I guess. Um, oh, you seeing more levels?
1: More levels, and it's like uh, the full resolution of the. The uh, iPhone 4 screen now, if you happen to have an iPhone 4 Yeah, screen. I
0: mean, a lot of apps have done that. They've just gone through an update cycle where they've uh, mm. enabled uh, the... What's the name of the screen? It's a funky iris or something, isn't it? Uh,
1: the, uh, yeah, something
0: like Real that. Real or something. We should know, but you should know. You've got one. <laughs> um, I do. I just stare at it. <laughs> um, yeah, to make it you know, the icons better and all this kind of stuff. Retina display, that's Retina, right. Retina, that's the one.
1: It is a great display, but the, the thing about the display is that you do get used to it very quickly. And uh-huh. I actually had to pull up someone else's iPhone the other day and compare it to mine and go, oh, yeah, it is
0: actually really, really good. But you just, you do get used to it very quickly. Yeah. So. yeah. There have been some contenders, I think, this week in the mobile world saying, mm. oh, our, our displays are almost as high as the resolution. Mm-hmm. But they're proof of concept. I think, you know, again, the, the buying power of Apple there yeah. has um, Being been, able to been flexed.
1: Do the high resolution at, mm. and buy a couple of million of them is, uh, get some good prices at that sort of rate.
0: Indeed. Indeed.
1: So, uh, James, on to gaming now, and uh, we've been covering this uh, company called OnLive.
0: Yeah, and there's OnLive and um, I think Gaikai is the other one who are doing kind of basically server-side mm, gaming side sessions gaming, yep. where they essentially send you a almost a video, an encoded video stream, mm-hmm. and you need to download a plug-in for your browser yep. typically. Um, and the they used to sort of say you'd need a subscription service. Mm-hmm. But on live, one of them has uh, announced um, this week that there will be no base monthly fee. So you'll just sort of, mm. you can play for a few minutes or you can, um, I think the idea is you buy a play pass for like three days, five days or a, mm-hmm. a full ongoing access, which is quite different. Um, quite how they're funding this, I don't know. Well, I guess they kind of, kind of realised that they
1: really need to get a whole bunch of people on it. So they can then scale it because you really want people
0: submitting their monthly fee and then not using it. You know, just like gym membership. Right? <laughs> like so, a gym membership. Yeah. it's like. Uh, but I don't really. I, I think that's one of the big challenges. You, you've got mm-hmm. to get. It's to be difficult to value this company if you've got to get subscribers really mm-hmm. to value it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people don't have any commitment, mm-hmm. but they, I guess they're revenue generating units. They still you still have to register. Yeah. Um, and i guess well, it would be quite sticky
1: i'll tell you what if it's going free at least for yeah uh, for the trials i'll give it a go this weekend on my shiny new cable broadband connection and see what i'm I can not sure if it's together. available in your country ah you have to yeah. be in the u.s do you
0: it's u.s and i think they're doing some rollout on territory by territory no. but i'm sure you could experiment with a u.s proxy um, no, but sure. then you might run into it <laughs> might have some uh, latency problems. latency issues but <laughs> if you do you can do massive spectating Ah, so you so like it to watch lots of people do It's stuff. like TV, to be honest. I and mean, if you're into right. watching first-person shooters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in my spare time. Right, okay. Well, do yeah. people do that? Yeah, I mean, avoid playing games. Watch other people play. <laughs> I mean, <you laughs> Watch know, out, you, he's behind you. You can watch the people in World of Warcraft just running around in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as, as I said before, as far as I could see from my attendance at GDC, most of mm-hmm. these World of Warcraft type games, most of the time you spend running around. Mm. Um I, I guess unless you can teleport to places, maybe mm. that's. Well, it's a big uh, world out there. If you don't know where anything is, then paid for extras. Looking for bugs <laughs> to squash. <laughs> um, so that's that gaming thing. What? Oh, we have got another gaming thing here about. Um, I think you've got this is an AR drone, right? Or is this a quadcopter? What's mm. the? So this is yeah. a this is a toy, but it's an expensive toy. But, but it's the AR drone, right? It's it the is, parrot, this AR drone. parrot AR drone. Which but a uh, picture in the show notes, folks, is uh, I think it's the outdoor body shell as opposed to the indoor uh, one, which uh, has uh, got uh, kind, kind of. A, Flying saucer styley. Mm.
1: The indoor one I think looks cooler, but uh, yeah.
0: And I must say this this is quite a good uh, review here from Ben mm. Kuchera. It's quite um, comical. He's a good writer. Good,
1: yeah, good good um, read. So you pay three hundred bucks, and actually three hundred dollars is actually not that expensive for a remote control
0: uh, helicopter device. Yeah, I mean, price per rotor is pretty good value. <laughs> isn't <laughs> That's it?
1: true. I mean, I've spent, uh, what, £110 pounds in the past on remote control? Yeah. Well, I mean, the other side, of
0: course, here is it doesn't mention you've got to buy the iPhone as well. Ah, well, that kind of assumes you've got one. <laughs> it's a bit like this. Oh, but you've got to have one of these as well. Does anyone yeah. not have an iPhone? Anyway. <laughs> uh, apparently,
1: So if you don't have an iPhone, then it's very expensive. If I think do they, iPhone, they must have an app for Android as well, I'm guessing. I would, you, Oh, we'd hope so eventually. So but, it has two cameras on it, and it mm-hmm. transmits and gets controlled by Wi-Fi, so you hold your... Uh, Hold your iPhone. You can control the uh,
0: the helicopter by moving your iPhone around. So it's apparently very intuitive. Yeah, it uses the gyros, um, mm-hmm. and then you've got steering stuff, and uh, and you can obviously have almost like a heads-up display, so you yeah, can actually see, see the going. cameras. Very um, cool. Very cool. And if uh, if someone uh, phones you up while mm-hmm. you're doing a stealth mission, apparently it just lands. That's great. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, it's like <laughs> it's gonna crash. It's like oh well. Um, so I think it's the kind of thing and this guy's saying well you know the battery lasts about 20 minutes and then it takes 90 minutes to charge up mm. um, and he said that's quite fun but um, 300 bucks is quite a commitment to a, a toy. Yeah, it is but uh, you
1: know if it's actually robust enough mm. to, to last a little while the problem with most remote control helicopters and I have this on authority from people that sell remote control helicopters because I was experimenting this with a little while ago with my brother who's a photographer to try and work out okay. how can we get a camera up in the air to take some photos of things Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the general, uh, most helicopters, some road control helicopters that you buy, uh, you fly them once or twice and then they crash and then they never quite work the same again. Yes. Uh, so oh. if you can buy one that actually survives longer, cause presumably the, the four rotors gives you more stability, then all the better. Looks like I think this has
0: quite a lot of, um, you know, fly by wire stuff. So it does, it does keep itself fairly level. doesn't mm. stop obviously mm. the nutter controlling it from driving into stuff, but, uh, <laughs> Well, it does have a 468 megahertz Arm nine processor crunching through all those yeah, numbers. But I think all the it, little, it does. So. There's some AR stuff as well. You can put stickers on things, and you can go and do bombing runs and things mm-hmm. like that. They're little game gamelets within the uh, iPhone Control app, mm. um, and so they'll, they'll do some AR. But I guess that's ar stuff is done in the phone and the you know saying you can dogfight with two of them but then you've got to find another one another person who's a yeah, nutty enough to spend <laughs> uh, you know 500 so you two bucks on a, and yeah 600 bucks on an iphone <laughs> and another 300 bucks and uh yeah <laughs> people Pint- with lots of money and lots of time mm. that's what you need Indeed. so that'll work um so that's kind of gaming um and i guess in another one which yes. is a bit of a bizarre i'm going to
1: need you to explain this one James.
0: <laughs> i just thought this was bizarre um and uh, this is a chess set, mm-hmm. um, but not just an ordinary chess set. It's a, um, a chess set for the very kinky and open-minded and people with lots of money. Um, <laughs> that's all of us, isn't it, James? That, that's, all, no? that's all of us. Um, what I'd suggest you do is look at the show notes. Because um, <laughs> you uh, can't quite describe it. Because it's difficult to describe, mm. but um, worth looking at the show notes this week anyway. But uh, weird, that's all I can say. I think it's weird and <laughs> other.
1: Fantastic.
0: So, so do if you think that's weird or you've got a weirder connection, which is uh, good to talk about, do send it to us for yep. your back at on the couch podcast. We'd love, love to hear from you. Hear from you. And uh, tell us about your most exciting uh, toy.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, James, it's been good to talk to you. I hope you have a great week and I'll look forward to chatting with you on episode number 152. Brilliant. Okay. Goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from me. And
0: cheers. Bye. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with.